Hi, everybody. This is Mark Lewandowski with Mind Your Business. What is Mind Your Business? It is a website full of great content and podcasts that come from real world experience, not a bunch of crap you read in a textbook. Listen, folks, this is 30 years of me running businesses, businesses that I started from scratch or that I was hired to help run. This is real world great nuggets of knowledge. The whole idea of Mind Your Business is for you to build your personal capacity. It's your ability to make an impact in your world, whether it's an organization, whether it's a club, whether it's within your family, or anything you do, can you make an impact? And the answer is yes, but every day you got to get better. You've got to get stronger. It's just like being an athlete. You, you build your muscles, you build your endurance. Well, in business, you build your knowledge, you build your experience, you build your expertise, and then you take that to the marketplace. That is how you build your capacity. Now, who should be listening? There's not a soul out there that can't benefit from this content, but let me tell you, out of 10 people, everybody's going to get a different nugget out of every piece of content. So when you're listening to this, listen for the stuff that really resonates for you. And then send me a message. Connect with us. Be engaged. Let us know what's working for you and what you need more of. This is going to be a great, great adventure for all of us. And I'm very excited that you're a part of what we're doing. Oh my goodness, it's time again, time again to talk about business. You know, you've heard it said many times that all good things must come to an end. You've heard it, graduation speeches and advice from your crazy uncle. Well, I'll tell you, today we're going to talk a little bit about the fact that all good things do come to an end. Unfortunately, sometimes in business, that means those relationships that you have. They might be a relationship with a customer, with a partner with an employee, and sometimes even with a volunteer. You know, you cannot plan for the end of all relationships, but you can plan for the possibilities that relationships do end. So today, we're going to focus on the fact that we can't always train other people to do the right thing, but we can prepare ourselves when others do not do the right things. Today, we're going to talk about the concept of separation. Separation from what? Well, separation from other people. It's one of the most demanding and challenging things we do in all of our business careers. Sometimes we have to separate from employees. We have to terminate employee relationships. Sometimes a partnership doesn't work out, and we've got to end that partnership separating from somebody we deeply and truly cared for. Sometimes we separate from a customer, or we separate from a vendor, or we separate even from a volunteer giving of their time to us. So separation can be a very difficult and demanding thing. And the reason it's so tough is it involves people. No matter how tough you are, no, how, no matter how determined you are to succeed, no matter how focused you are in the end result, when separation occurs, it can be very difficult because we're just people. We're emotionally attached to others. So today I want to talk to you about some things that I really think every person should know if they're going to ever be in a situation where they might be in charge of the separation process with someone else. 
You know, somebody asked me one time, Mark, in all those classes and all those degrees you've got, what's the most important thing you ever learned? And this is one of the most important things I ever learned right here. It goes like this. Every reasonable person has a good idea of the consequences of their actions. Let me say it again because it's so doggone important. It is, it is fundamental to your ability to manage and control the behaviors of other people. It goes like this. Every reasonable person has a good idea of the consequences of their actions. Now, what does that mean to you and I? Well, first of all, let's focus on the fact that I use the word reasonable. Not everybody we deal with in business is reasonable. Some people are ridiculous. Some people have unrealistic expectations of the value they perceive or the way they should be treated. But every reasonable person understands that if they get up and work hard every morning, they should be rewarded. At the same thing, at the same time, Every reasonable person understands that if they get up in the morning and they dink around and they take their time and they're late and they're unprepared and they've got a bad attitude, those behaviors have a consequence. So every reasonable person should understand that bad behaviors have a consequence. If a person is unreasonable, I can't work with them. I, I can't even address unreasonable people, so we're not going to talk about that. What we're going to focus today is the fact that every reasonable person has a good idea of the consequences of their actions. And that, my friends, takes the decision to terminate them out of your hands. It just becomes a natural part of the evolution or the process of business. A person who doesn't do the right thing they know what the consequences could be. They understand that they're taking a risk. When you have to separate yourself from another person, I want you to know that it's okay because a reasonable person knew that when they did wrong behaviors, when they failed to supply the data you needed or the report or come on time or do the job, they knew they were taking the risk in their hands that it could end their relationship. It's one of the best things that someone ever told me. It allows me to sleep at night sometimes when I've got, like just yesterday, we had to terminate an employee that I care deeply about. But for years, that employee has been consistently the poorest performer, and we track that person's activities. We know exactly where they stand. And out of all the crew that we have in that one department, they consistently rank last. Consistently. And even to their own uh, description, they've been last for seven years. Seven years. Now, the challenge becomes, we really like that person. I like, I like her. I like her husband. I know her children. But over and over and over, she has made the decision to have bad behaviors that have resulted in poor, in poor performance. So her behavior has consequences. It allowed me to sleep last night knowing that we had to terminate a really good person, a person I cared about, but they had made a decision repeatedly, and that decision had consequences. So number one, I want you to know that every reasonable person has a good idea of the consequences of their, of their actions. Number two, I want to say 
before you separate a relationship with anyone, whether that's an employee, a partner, a vendor, a customer, a volunteer, any kind of service worker, you should be absolutely certain that they know in advance that they're in trouble before you separate with them. What does that mean? Well, that means you as a leader, as a business owner, as a manager, as a supervisor or director, you've got to have the courage to go up to a person and state very clearly what it is about their behavior that you're unhappy with. You also need to have the courage to write it down and give it to them in writing. Because many times, people who are in trouble, and they know they're in trouble, they're panicking. They're not even able to listen to the words you're saying. They're so nervous that they're not even listening to you. They're watching your eyes. They're looking at your expression. Or they're wondering how you parted your hair that way today. I I don't know what they're thinking. But when people get in a panic situation, they have a very difficult time listening. So state it clearly, write it down, and then here's the key. If you're trying to help somebody understand they're in trouble, ask them to repeat what you just told them. So state it clearly, write it down, ask them to repeat it. There should be absolutely no surprises. When you terminate a relationship, and let's say it's an employee, if you terminate the employment of one of your employees and they're surprised, one of two things happened. Either they're completely unreasonable according to principle number one, or number two, you didn't do a good job stating the problem clearly, writing it down, and asking them to repeat it. There should be no surprises when you terminate a relationship with someone. They should know they're in trouble. So let's look, let's go on and let's discuss the third item that I think everyone should know when separating from employees. Number three is cut the dog's tail off all in one whack. Now, that may be a really difficult thing to kind of imagine. Maybe some of you that turns your stomach or you're a little unsure about what the heck I mean. Well, I have schnauzers. I'm a big schnauzer person. I love those dogs. And when we get our schnauzers up until our last one, they've all had cropped tails. And so when someone crops that tail, they take it right near the rear end and they crop it one time. Wouldn't it be horrible if you cut off a dog's tail two inches at a time, you cut off the tail, then you waited a day and you cut off two more inches and you waited another day and you cut off two inches. That's what this concept is. It's an old slang statement that says, if you're going to make a decision, make it right now and make it all the way. Cut the dog's tail off all in one whack. Don't leave anything for later. What I mean to say is, let's say that I'm going to terminate the relationship I have with an employee. What I don't want to do is say, listen, I'm really thinking about terminating you. I think I'm going to terminate you on Monday, but I want to go home and think about it. And tomorrow I'm going to come back and tell you whether I am or are not going to fire you. Well, crap. What a terrible thing I just did to that employee. I ruined their day. I'm going to make them think about it all night. Then tomorrow I'm going to come in and give them the bad news. Instead of making it decisive and just handling the situation, I chose to be a little soft, wait till tomorrow. What I really did is I did them an injustice 
a disservice. I should just bring someone in when I'm ready to make the decision and just don't leave anything for later. Make a clear and decisive decision and stick with it. That's the thing too. If you're going to terminate a relationship with an employee, a partner, a vendor, any kind of relationship within a business, don't do it till you're ready to make a firm decision. When you cut the person's or when you cut the dog's tail off all in one whack and and you terminate that employee, you're going to have you're going to have a tendency to want to be a counselor and guide them and love them and tell them how great they are and tell them you're so sorry you didn't. Don't do that. This is not the time. You know, when you deliver really negative news to someone that you're ending a relationship, this is not the time to be all lovey-dovey and try to be their counselor. It is not welcome, nor is it wanted. This is not the time. <clears throat> you know, I've been managing employees for 21 years of my life. And even that's in my corporate life. I even ran a business before that in which I had eight employees, two crews, and I had to terminate people. So I've probably been managing people 27, 28 years. And my wife continues to ask the same question. She says, Mark, how is it that you can fire someone and they still like you? How is it that you can terminate a person's employment and then years later they want to work for you again or they want to be your friend. And I tell her it's this. Number four and our next item for dialogue is why do people still want to work with us even after you fire them? It's because good managers, good supervisors, good leaders separate the person from the behavior. That's right. I see every person that works for me in two parts. There's the person that I deeply love, appreciate, and respect, and there's their behavior. When I'm coaching them, I'm not coaching the person. I'm coaching the behavior. When I'm correcting, I'm not correcting a person. I'm correcting that person's behavior. It is not personal. It's business. I'm separating the person from the behavior that they have and the behavior that I'm paying for. You know, when I have to terminate someone, I often say something like this. You know, Jordan, I hired you to do this. I hired you to make 25 calls every day, and it's not getting done. I've repeatedly asked you to do 25 calls per day, and you fail to do that. Therefore, I am no longer willing to pay you to have this role because this role within our company requires 25 phone calls per day. And because you have chosen not to make those calls, I can no longer pay you for this job. See, what I'm doing is I'm trying my very best to separate the behavior from the person. I'm not saying, Jordan, you lousy, no good. I hired you and I trusted that you were going to do a great job and you've let me down. You let me down. That's, that's very personal and that should not get done. You've got to tell the person what it is, what is the behavior that they're doing that you don't appreciate. And what you're doing is you're separating yourself and the company that you manage from that behavior. You're identifying the behavior and saying that I don't want anymore. When you, when you do this, 
Don't beat around the bush. Get right to the point. You know, when you're delivering bad news, doggone it, no one wants a long story or what did you have for lunch or talking about the basketball game. When it's time to sit down and have a dialogue, you sit down and you say, Jordan, I called you into this meeting to let you know that I'm going to end our business relationship today. For the last year, I have asked you to make 25 phone calls and you have not done that. We've talked about it many times and those 25 phone calls are not being made. Therefore, I am no longer able or willing to pay you to make those calls. I'm going to have to move that job to someone else. See, I've separated Jordan from Jordan's behavior. Once you separate from them, folks, doggone it, move on. This is not a chance to say, hey, you want to go get a beer? I feel really bad about this. I had to do it. Just move on. This is not a time to cling on to the person, try to rescue them. Just have the dialogue, make it very direct, be very firm about it, handle the separation and move on. And, and I want to say, never, ever terminate someone while you're angry. When you're angry, you have a very good chance of bringing their person into it instead of just identifying the behaviors you don't want anymore. Do not terminate people when you're pissed. Go get away. Get your namaste on. Go for a walk. Relax a little bit or maybe even wait till tomorrow, but never terminate while you're angry. And finally, on this section about separating the person from the behavior, don't expect that person to be happy and friendly. The reason is you just unsettled their entire world. You just caused an enormous amount of disruption to that person's lives. Now they've got to go home and tell their family, their friends, their banker, their, uh, their neighbors that they no longer work with you. That's unsettling. Don't expect anyone to be happy, even if they were terribly wrong. Even if they had terrible behaviors, they're still not going to be happy that you did what was right and terminated the relationship. So here's what we've talked about so far. We've talked about that every reasonable person has a good idea of the consequences of their actions. Number two, we talked about be absolutely certain that, you, that they know they're in trouble before you separate with them. We talked about the fact that you've got to cut the dog's tail off all in one whack. Don't string this thing out, just handle it. We've also talked about the fact that if you separate the person from the behavior, you have not eliminated the relationship. You've actually identified the fact that that person is important. It's the behavior you can no longer stand. Now let's talk just for a moment about one of the most challenging pieces in regard to termination. What if you've just got marginal performers? Marginal performers are, are they're not a bad person. They don't do terrible work. But their work is just kind of yuck. It's just kind of average. It's not great. It's not horrible. It's just right there in the middle. It's like it's like lukewarm. It's not a hot cup of coffee. It's not a cold drink of tea. It's just blah. I think that you've got to sit back when you've got marginal marginal performance performers, and you say to yourself, "Okay, is the time." that I've got invested in that person worth the return I'm getting? And what are the other factors that may be involved? 
See, if I've got somebody and they're causing a little trouble and they've got some problems and some of their behaviors aren't exactly what I want, but the amount of time I'm invested in that person is delivering a return that's successful for me, I may want to continue to coach that person and try to modify those behaviors. Now, if I say to myself, no, doggone it, I'm putting way too much time in this person and getting very little return, then I'm going to make a decision that I probably need to move on and cut ties or separate from that person. Well, how do I do that? Well, first of all, I look at, is that person, and I'm going to give you an example. Let's say that I'm looking at salespeople. Is that salesperson in a territory that is unlimited? I have unlimited amounts of territory. If, if I have an unlimited amount of territories, in other words, in the United States, there might be 2,000 different territories that I could hire someone for. As long as they have a moderate, moderate or reasonable margin uh, return on my investment, even though they're a marginal employee, I might keep them because a 20% return is better than no return at all. However, what if I have very limited territories? What if by the nature of the business, I have to separate the U.S. into five areas or regions? And in four of my regions, I've got people that are delivering a 140% return on my investment. And I've got somebody else that's delivering 40% return. Now I've got a whole different situation. I've got limited amount of territories, and I've got one person that's delivering marginal or lukewarm results. If that's the case, if I can't fix that person, I need to replace that person with somebody that can deliver much greater return, something like 140%. So these are the decisions you have to make, and these are not easy. Folks, leading is not easy. Being a great leader can be lonely, and it can be demanding, and it'll keep you up at night. Now, for me, it wakes me up. I wake up early in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, worried about a business problem. I never stay up late, but by golly, I think about this stuff. If I've got unlimited territories and somebody's given me a 20% return, I may keep them. But if I have a limited amount of territories or a limited amount of opportunities and somebody's delivering a 20% return when I know they should be delivering 140% return, then by golly, I've got to make a different decision. And that might mean I've got to separate myself from that employee. In other words, I may have to terminate them. Or if they're a vendor, maybe they're a subcontractor, maybe they buy product from me and they sell it in their area. What if their lack of performance is causing harm to me? Well, then I might need to cut that relationship and establish new and more successful relationships. You know, we've covered a lot of things today, and we've got a couple of bonuses. You know, every time I do a podcast, I think this is really the blocking and tackling of the material, but this piece is something everybody should know. So bonus number one today is, folks, no person, no person, is irreplaceable. There's not a soul out there that should back you into a corner or hold you over a barrel and be so awesome that you can never replace them. That's a tough position to be in. I want you to think about the fact that I don't believe 
in my 27 years of hiring people that any one particular person is irreplaceable. I had a guy years ago, a, a, a really, really bright guy, but he was lazy. You know, I would be working really hard because I owned the company. I'd just be busting my tail. And at that time, it was my very first company, and I worked up and down a ladder, up and down a ladder. And so my legs would be just killing me from the hard day's work. And I would say to him, and let's call, let's say that his name was Steve. I'd say, Steve, run out to the truck and grab that screwdriver. And also, while you're there, get the power screwdriver in the, you know, in the hex nuts. And he would walk really slowly out to the truck. Oh my gosh, it drove me crazy. But the reason he would walk so slowly is that he felt he was irreplaceable. He felt that there was nothing I could ever do. How would I run this company without him? Well, one day I had had all I could stand because, man, I, re- I owned the company. I had to get up and go to work every day. I was responsible for the debt on my truck, the debt on equipment, the, the service work to my, my contracted um, customers. And so I called him one day and I said, Steve, I got to let you go. Over and over and over, repeatedly, I've asked you to hustle and you don't hustle. And he begged me, Mark, don't do it. Don't let me go. I'll be better. Don't let me. And I knew that once I had made that decision, I had to make the decision and stick with it. And I stuck with the decision and Steve left the company that day. It wasn't about six months later where I bumped into him and I was a little nervous when I saw Steve and he walked up to me and he said, hey, I got to talk to you. And I thought, oh boy, here it goes. Here it comes. He said, I got to thank you. When you fired me, that was the best thing you ever did. I didn't realize what it was like to own a company and be responsible to the contracts and the customers and the vendors and the suppliers. I didn't ever realize. And now I do. Now I know. It's ironic to tell you this, and I will tell you without disclosing, but that guy, Steve, now owns that company. We sold him the company that at one time I fired him from. He now runs and owns one of the companies I started, and he's a fabulous, fabulous guy. He needed that, and I treated him with respect. I separated the person from the behaviors And because we separated the person from the behaviors, he was able to learn from it. And he and I are dear friends to this day. Double bonus number two. This is our double bonus for today. You know, many of you will start a company and you will you will do it in an LLC, a limited liability company, and you you will determine how what the rules are of that LLC. And that rule book is called your operating agreement. In your operating agreement, Take time to plan for separation in advance. Not separation from your employees, but separation from your partners. What if you start a company with some great person you think the world of, and in month three, they just quit trying, or they run out and get a different job, and you've already given them half the equity of your LLC? You've got to have a plan for separation. I'm not telling you that every business relationship ends, but I'm telling you that good managers, good leaders, smart people like you prepare for a separation. If you don't know how to do it, get on the internet and read about separation from a partner in an LLC, but don't go into a limited liability company and distribute equity without the ability to get it back if people don't perform. You know better. You're smarter than that. 
You are training yourself and preparing yourself for greatness in business. So that brings us to the end of this podcast, but I want to talk to you about one more item. Make sure you're not relying on luck for your future. You're relying on these kinds of trainings like we've done today to prepare yourself to be successful in the future. I wish you the very best. Go get them. Hey guys, this is Mark Lewandowski thanking you for joining me today. I'm really excited that you're enjoying the content. It means a lot to me. And I want to encourage you to go deeper into this content by visiting my website at marklewandowski.com. On that website, you're going to find more information like blog posts and all of the other topics we've talked about thus far. And while supplies last, I'm going to give you a copy of my book called Rattle Your Cage. It is a bestseller and it's an idea stimulator. It's designed to help you kickstart your ideas, get more and more out of your day, more and more out of the way you think. And I'm excited about it. So go onto my website, go to the connect section, fill in the information, and I'll send a book to you right away. Again, thank you for being a part of the special things we're doing. Tell your friends and your family members where you're getting this good content. And remember that some is not a number. Soon is not a time. And damn it, luck is not a strategy. 